Blog Talk Radio. Your 
co-hosting. I am glad that you're here. Tonight we got a great show lined up for you, and uh, we are excited about it. So tonight, of course, we're going to get into the news here in a moment, uh, but we've got a hot topic tonight. Uh, we're going to be talking about who recovers from breakups first. Uh, so once again, fellas, I'm going to need y'all help, so y'all ain't going to leave me out here by myself. Um, so, and then of course, later on, we got hot topic. Kels is going to kick that for us. Um, and then in the second hour, we've got Mother Maybelline is going to drop off some of Mother's wisdom. So we got a good show, a full show. Um, I hope you guys are ready. Of course, as always, if you got a question or a comment, uh, we want you guys to call in and let us know. So the call in number is 929 477. Two three zero four. Again, that's nine two nine four seven seven two three zero four. Make sure you press the number one to let us know you got a question or a comment. All right. So before we get into it, real quick, let me say what's up to my favorite people. Uh, these are my co-hosts, the ladies who uh, who keep who say who, who keep the party going. So first, let me say what's up to uh, the CEO of uh, Curvy Kitten Clothing. Uh, Ms. Kells Johnson, what's going on, Kells? Hold on, let me give you a song. Um, let me see if I let me give you a new key today. <laughs> okay. <laughs> yeah, run, run it. Hello. Like, like the run? I did mm-hmm. like the run. I did, oh, I forgot my age. <laughs> <laughs> my introduction. <laughs> How are you this week? I am doing well. Busy, busy like always, but excited about tonight's show. So, let's get into it. Cool, cool. All right. Let me say what's up to my other partner in crime. She's the CEO of Elegance by Design. Have your toes tingling and your face and hair and skin shining, looking like uh, velvet mixed with a hint of Jesus and the hallelujah all in one. Miss <laughs> Shaquille, <laughs> Miss Q Willis, what's going on, Q? <laughs> oh, what's going on? What's going on? Hey, everybody, what's up, my live? Everybody is coming on in. Everybody join, share it with your people. Come back, though, <laughs> and join this live. Like Wynn said, uh, give us a call. We want to hear what you have to say tonight. Nine two nine four seven seven two three zero four. Press number one to let us know you want to comment. This one's gonna be a good one, so don't be silent and then come back on the post tomorrow with the follow up. Like let's have that combo right. tonight. <laughs> but I'm good. Right. Good to be here. Good. So I'm gonna say this again, fellas. If y'all leave me out here like y'all did last week, I swear for the Lord, I'm gonna let them have y'all. We'll yeah, y'all left the home last week. <laughs> y'all left them home. <laughs> I had to take one for the team. Yep. <laughs> it's all good. It's all good. All right. So y'all ready to get into this show real quick? Also, oh, thank you. I just remind, I forgot to say this. Thank you for reminding me, Kelly. Um, tonight, guys, just so if you guys a heads up, anytime you guys post a, a question or response on your page, do us a favor so we can follow and watch. Or if you have any comments from anything we say, um, use we are we use the hashtag the scoop. So if you guys have any uh, anything, any posts, or you want to share the show, please use the hashtag because we want to go back and, and read your comments or your questions. And that's on Facebook, on Instagram, and on uh, Twitter as well. 
And then if you have not liked in our pages, you can find us on again on Facebook, on Instagram, and on Twitter. Twitter, excuse me, at the, at uh, the Scoop um, Radio. So um, we are on again on Facebook, on Instagram, and on Twitter as uh, the Scoop. So, all right, let's go ahead and jump into it. Let's go. So first up in the news, we're gonna start. We're gonna start. Um, yeah, let's start sad and get glad. All right. So there was a story today on CNN.com um, that a sixth grader, a sixth grader. Let me say this again. A sixth grader um, named by the name of Javon Davies um, basically is in Birmingham, Alabama, has decided that he wants it to, because all of the, um, he read about and heard about all of the school shootings, that a sixth, I'm going to say it again, a sixth grader has written, yes, he has written out his uh, goodbye letter to his parents in the case that he gets killed in a school shooting. Um, the letter says, dear family, I love you all. You gave me the clothes on my back, and you stuck with me all the time. Love, Javon. A sixth grader is worried about getting shot in a school shooting in Birmingham, Alabama. Kelly, what do you think? It's heartbreaking to think, first of all, to know that children around the country are so worried about getting shot at school, like it has become a thing that a sixth grader would think to write, you know, a note or last will or just to be able to tell his family um, goodbye because, you know, he doesn't know if he'll return home. I mean, it's, it's disheartening, really, that children have to think about that. Like, besides all the other things that are going on when you're 11 or in the sixth grade, maybe 12, and you got hormones, just you know, things that you go through as a child, but now you have to think about school shootings. It's just, it's crazy. So, I'm, I mean, I'm flabbergasted, really. It's really sad. Super sad. Um, I cannot imagine Amaya, my middle baby, is in the sixth grade this year, and I cannot imagine her bringing me or me finding something like this in a journal, you know, tucked away for me to find in case something happened in her school and she didn't make it home. Like, I can't imagine that. And, like, I asked them after what happened last week, I asked them, like, what is your protocol at school? How often do you guys go through this? at school because my the middle school that the, the the elementary and middle school that my kids go to both have like the super protected front where you gotta buzz in and show the ID and, you know, everything right. to get through the front door, which I love. And, you know, I'm here for that. But my my son's high school does not have that. There are times you can just walk right in at any given point, at any given door, and it'd be a while before someone noticed you were there. So I really wanted to know what their protocol was, and they were like, oh, yeah, we do it all the time. You know, and they, you know, have the get throughout, the, get out the windows. You know, they've been told to all the windows stay unlocked and, you know, to run towards the I was just, my husband, me and James just looked at each other like, hell, like we did fire drills, tornado drills. We didn't have 
active shooter drill. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah, we, yeah. we say a lot of these kids and the luxuries that they've been afforded as opposed, as opposed to what we had, but the mental that these babies have to deal with is totally different than anything we've ever had to imagine as far as childhood is concerned. I'm just, I'm just, I am shot. An, an active shooter drill for kids. So, but what's interesting about this is, so I don't know, as a follow up to that, is I don't know if you guys have been, ladies have been watching, but um, there's been obviously back and forth about, um, you know, about what, what should be changed and whatnot. We talked about last week the new thing, you know, the, the lawsuit in Seattle and stuff like that. But I know Florida just passed some, some new legislation or they're in the process of passing some new legislation. So I'm just really interested to see how this is going to change because I mean again we got we cannot be satisfied with sixth graders writing their in, in essence writing their obituary because they are just that afraid that they're going that something like this is going to happen. So and then um, our um, attorney general, you know, did come out this week, you know, for however much is worth, and, and made the statement that. Anybody who is, you know, who they find, you know, lies on an application, a gun application, you know, will be penalized up to the highest extent of the law. But again, at that point, you know, I don't know, you know, so I, I don't know. I just think that we gotta, we gotta really take notice when I'm gonna say it again, when sixth graders are writing letters to their parents because they are that afraid that they are not gonna make it home from school. So. I'm just going to leave it at that. All right, next story. Next story. Here we go. Um, so next story, Sahar, and we'll come back to this in a little bit, uh, in depth a little bit more. But um, I don't know if you, did you all see 60 Minutes last week? Did you all see it? I saw the necessary clip. So the second story is, so our um, Secretary of Education, Miss um, DeVos, um, did Betsy DeVos did an interview on 60 Minutes, and for those who saw it, you or who didn't or saw the clips of it, you saw that um, she just wasn't prepared. And so now you've got some groups and some people who are calling for her to be fired um, because um, there were several state key statements that she made that people found interesting. Um, one of them being that um, she was asked. She was her, her the, she, the statement she made was that basically school of choice helps underperforming schools. That when parents have the right to put their kids, take their school out of underperforming schools, what it does is it helps the underperforming school. Then the follow-up question was, well, in the state of Michigan where you tried this, has it worked? And she said she didn't know. And then she was asked. Did, has she visited underperforming schools? She said, no, she hasn't. Maybe I, she said, maybe I should do that. And so, and so it just made her look very unprepared. Um, and so now there are, there are several groups that are calling. And then this goes back to, the article talks about how it also goes back to um, the question from even in her confirmation here where Bernie Sanders asked her, um, do you think if you weren't a millionaire, and your family had not made hundreds of millions of dollars of contribution to the Republican Party that you would be sitting here. And she really didn't ask. She just basically said she didn't know. And so she's just not qualified. 
So, Key, what, what you think? I'll let you go first on this. I think it's he fired the wrong. You know what? No, I don't think she should be fired for this total interview. And I think that the the article that we shared, the CNN piece that we shared, mentioned this. This is not the first yeah. time she has been unprepared in public on a big stage. This wasn't a small community, you know, newspaper, you know, back in Michigan where, you know, the local person was watching and asking, hey, have you checked on the local, you know, this was not, this is 60 minutes. You know what I'm saying? She hadn't been in a whole year. She hasn't been to one of these schools. She hasn't done anything to, no. I, I think if we are to fire Betsy, it is because Betsy is not qualified in totality. Not because of a bad thing, not because of a bad interview, because that's how the other side is flipping it. Like we're flashing off because right. she had a bad a bad day. No, no, you know. And then she, well, she hasn't been to Michigan in a year, but she this is her job. Like she didn't go to Michigan. She didn't go to the White House to do anything else. She went to the Michigan. I mean, to the White House for schools, and to not go back to at least your home state schools and have nothing to right. say about it. Like, girl, mm-mm. I don't have nothing for her. Nothing. She has to go. <laughs> I'm, I'm, and the <laughs> no. Yeah. Um, yeah, I I didn't watch the video, uh, but I can tell from every other video, comment, question she's been asked that she's not qualified. My live is going off, uh, saying that she's not qualified, she has no uh she doesn't know, it's ridiculous. Um they don't know how she received the position. I mean, yeah, we the it's about the money, I'm sure. Um, but yeah, I, again, it just shows you the the type of um, I don't know attitude uh, about education from that level. You know, or the people that are in office right now, their attitude that it doesn't really matter to me um, if you don't take the time to find somebody qualified over one of the you know, most important uh, initiative, at least it should be, of the White House. Our education, we, pre- we preach education, especially right now, Oklahoma has, is very tense <laughs> when it's related to education. So to have someone at that, at that level uh, be that clueless is scary. Um, yeah, so I, yeah, I'm a, where do we sign? You know, if I need to sign a petition or something to get a fire, do I need to make a phone call? <laughs> I don't know about that town. Do I need to rally the financial aid administrators out there? We need to make a phone call or something. We need to, yeah, something needs to change. And, yeah. it, you know, again, it's another, another, uh, <laughs> another, I don't even know the word for it, like another check on yeah. why our administration is not up to par. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I got wrong. Yeah, I got. I got. I, yeah, it's a, it's just a lot of weird stuff that that's going on that we don't even really like. It's just weird, and but we'll get into that a little bit more later when we because I got I got questions. I got questions tonight about this that I need. I'm serious. I got I got serious questions because I'm, I'm confused. The the money guy in me has questions, so we'll get to that. <laughs> All right. Let me get this last story so we can we can uh we can move on. This is a good good news story. I told you we were gonna start mad and get glad. All right, so um, our glad story for the day is so it is official. 
Um, so this week, this past week, we had a new milestone. This is the first time, the first time in history that, well, first of all, let me say this isn't the first time. Let me say the first thing is that Black Panther went over the $1 billion mark this week, which is an awesome feat. But in addition yeah, to that, um, this is the first time that not one, but two movies that um, have been directed by African Americans um, are sitting at the top spot in the box office. So, mm-hmm. um, um, so Black Panther um, is Ryan Coogler, and uh, uh, what's the name of the movie? Wrinkle um, in Time. Thank you, Wrinkle in Time by, <laughs> by Ava Ava DuVernay. Um, DuVernay. If, if Okay, not close. <laughs> you, you know, she ain't afraid to not get Miss A. You ain't afraid to not get it. Duvernay. Go pronounce her name right in front of now. I'm, I'm <laughs> sorry. Right. I'm sorry, Miss <laughs> Ava. I don't, want, I don't want no problems, Miss Ava. I'm sorry. I said Ava. I'm sorry. I apologize. But they, but they both, open, both of those are one and two in the box office. Um, and so that has never happened before. We had a similar situation. Actually, I take that back the second time. Uh, Get Out and Hidden Figures did it. Um, but, but but those were not directed by, both of those were not directed by black people. So, um, yeah. So two black movies directed by black, uh, black people, number one and number two. And, again, Night Panther crosses the $1 billion mark. So very, very, very good week. Um, Kels, you got something on that one? I mean, I'm proud. Like, I, I love it. I was very impressed uh, with Black Panther. I uh, haven't saw uh, or haven't seen Wrinkle in Time yet, but, I mean, anytime uh, we can watch, you know, our people doing first or making great strides, it's always a, you know, a happy moment. So I am proud of them and, you know, keep it going. Because they said it's still picking up steam like in other countries, at least by cancer. So it hasn't even died down yet. So I think it's gonna make that. it's gonna make another milestone by next week. So yeah, like you said, I'm there for I'm here for it. That it's projected to cost the 1.5 billion dollar mark. If it does that, that's, that's pretty that's dope. So. 1.5 billion billion billion. Big baby, big. Yeah, <laughs> so. I'm excited right, about this. We're going to see yeah. it this weekend. We haven't seen um, Wrinkle in Time yet. Y'all know we saw, uh, I was going to say Wakanda, Lord. <laughs> Black Panther. Wakanda, um, <laughs> we saw Wakanda. But um, we're actually going this weekend. It's uh, we're, we're hanging out this weekend, and all of us are going. I already bought the tickets and everything. So, I'm excited for this movie. It looks beautiful, and anytime you've seen an interview on this movie, it has been so much energy surrounding it. You know, I'm I'm excited to watch this movie, to, like, go there in that movie. So we'll talk about it next Tuesday. <laughs> we'll recap. Oh, right. definitely. Even though I haven't seen it, well, we'll definitely do that, so. All right, so we're going to go ahead. That was our news for the night. We're going to go ahead and uh, jump to our first song, and then when we come back, we're going to get into tonight's topic. Um, so this first song tonight is uh, Your Everything 
by Jermaine Bollinger. Uh, and then again, we're coming back after the song. We're going to get to our topic who recovers from breakups. Um, breakups first, men or women. We'll be back on the Scoop Radio Show after this song. Men or women. 
Um, I already have a live comment <laughs> from Kelly who says women because if we let <laughs> she's ready. Uh, she says women because if we let you go, our recovery process had likely started well before the ball finished dropping, which I absolutely agree with. Um, but before I tell you why, for those of you who are watching, I would like for you to do me a huge, huge favor: share this live to your regular page. We want to share this goodness and let everybody get in on this good hot topic. And I mean, not hot topic, topic, topic. Hot topic is Kale's excuse me. Um, and if you would like to join us for this portion of our conversation, give us a call at 929-477-2304. Press number one and let us know you want to talk and listen to the last four of your phone number so we know it, so you know that it's you. Okay, so we've talked about um, how everybody's bounce back differs, but the fellas tend to think that we, as women, move on faster and we'll hold on to a relationship into the next relationship. We'll move on to the next person, but hold on to the pain of the relationship, whereas men will take a break completely from everything <laughs> for a week or two maybe, and then he works out all of his stuff, he gets funky, plays video games, veggies out on snacks, and then he's back to life and he wants to do, you know, a guy's night, wingman, and told us, go, let's get it. You know, <laughs> he's wiped the slate clean and let's go, um, which can be somewhat accurate. And that's just, I just think it's somewhat accurate. Um, but I do have to say that I agree with Kelly that with women, we will fight the fight, fight the fight, fight the fight. And then when we realize this might not be working like I think it's going to work, we start to withdraw. But in that moment, we're not making rash decisions for the most part because women are like we're planners, and we stability is key. So if we've been insane and now all of a sudden this thing isn't working, a rash decision may not always work in our favor. So we won't just cut the cord initially. We're going to work that thing. We're going to see, okay, I'm going to let you do your thing, but I'm not totally as invested as I was before because I'm starting to draw back. I'm, I'm about done with this. And that's just how we process. I don't know always think it's just relationships either. We do that with our jobs. We do that with our friendships. We do that in shoe purchases. <laughs> we do that. We don't think about something we pull like it. We are just, it's just how we work. And, you know, we, once we commit, we've committed to making that decision. But the, the actual making the thing happen, you know, it's not a rash. It's rarely is it a rash decision. And I'm done. I'm over. And then, you know, Nothing has been planned. That, that's rare. So our process may appear faster before we're ready to move on to the next person, but that's because we started withdrawing that connection part to this one person. That started to sever long before we started playing. I'm about yeah. ready to wrap it on that. You know, <laughs> I'm good. <laughs> and, that, and now he's like, what, what, what happened? Why are you, you just going to do me like that? She had been checking out, you know, three months ago, and you was just, Going but your day to day. Yeah. So <laughs> so what do you what do you think, Kels? You you've been a man to me in the background. Tell me what you think, sis. <laughs> well, I have some uh a couple of comments on my live was matching what you were saying, so I was like, Yeah, um uh Lakita says, I think women because we've checked out mentally, we're pretty much done. Uh Rashani Lasso says women because we actually take time to heal. Men usually move on faster but don't heal until later. But I agree with that, but I think um, a lot of people think that 
uh, men move on faster. I don't know if we're necessarily saying that they heal or that they um, are or don't care, but they tend to seem like they move on faster. And actually an article that I read is saying that because women do so much self-reflecting that we probably already analyzed the relationship so many different times, we were probably already thinking about, um, you know, a long-term commitment. So we're if the breakup is sudden, we we may hurt longer or take mm-hmm. more time to like meet someone else because we have analyzed the relationship so much and we've internalized the relationship and that men just aren't wired that way. So yeah. I mean that's that's just it just is what it is. Um, you know, I think they just you know, they wanna be little little players and whatnot. <laughs> Little, you know, see, I was trying not to go there, but you know, did you call them traitors? No, I said they want to be little players and whatnot. Players, players. I said traitors. I'm like, dang. Players. Probably, what I'm saying is probably led to the breakup. Hey, Will probably led to the breakup. So they probably already had two or three waiting in the, you know, waiting in the backup. They already got somebody on the side, so. It's easy for them to slide on to the next um, and not really more our grieving relationship. Y'all act like y'all don't do that, Kel. Come on, y'all. You ain't gonna. You act like y'all don't have y'all don't have have one waiting in the wings too. Y'all do that kind of stuff. Don't Women do not do that. Yes, Women y'all do. Do not. <laughs> do not have men waiting in the in the background. Don't. We don't do yes, that. Y'all do. Y'all, no, y'all have dudes no, waiting in the wings. Talking about, oh, he's just my friend. That's just my friend. That's my brother. That's my brother. We just go to church and sing in the choir together. He don't mean nothing. That's my my work husband. Y'all not y'all not fooling nobody. We know. We know. I'm gonna let you say your little piece. Go ahead. Come on, please. Come on. Come on, please. It's the truth. I've been no. saying, tell the truth. You, it's the truth. Am I lying? Tell, what, what, what lie has been told so far? <laughs> I don't. We, no, for real. If we're if we're analyzing the relationship and we're totally committed to the relationship and we're probably thinking wedding and babies and all kind of stuff, I just don't think women have enough time to have just men waiting in the background. If somebody's admiring you, you know, but I just don't think I. Because usually we're I don't, think he knows. I, don't think, I don't think he knows that he's waiting. I don't think he knows he's next in line all the time. Right. Come on now. But no, what, what I'm saying is y'all will be dating. Y'all be dating two or three. You may have your main piece, but you're gonna have a couple of side pieces and you're gonna confirm a side piece and t- and move her up a notch before you go ahead and get rid of number one. Yeah, That's y'all have I'm a saying. different process. We eat now. Yeah. yeah, I'll say that. Now, there's a different process that happens with different with both of us, and I think the fellas can be a little more savage in how they go about their process <laughs> because yeah, they, when when y'all get into the process, it's done. What 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 Kel, what you were saying though, as far as ladies having a backup, that is somewhat true, and it often comes in that white Thank knight you. form or the brother or something like that. Now, but what I will say is, it's not so. It's now, there are some chicks who line him up, put him in play. He just running mm-hmm. like he, he 
he run it right behind homeboy. Some women will do that. But on the back of that, there are some women who have, who have those friends that fall right in the line because they're thinking, hmm, during that withdrawal process, they're not necessarily thinking, okay, that's my next man, but the eyes are no longer totally focused because she's checking out. Now, if, if things turn around in the little time in her withdrawal period, great. She will, things will refocus and life can go back on, but if she's doing that refocus time and things are like she's now able to see the attributes of said homeboy, work husband, uh, you know, white knight homeboy, whatever case you whatever you want to call him. And then when he's gone and all of a sudden you see her with him, you think he was lined up and ready to take your place. That's not always what it that's that's not always how the process works. For the woman, she didn't replace you like immediately. That's that's not how that works. She just began to see what somebody else had to possibly offer when she was no longer interested. <laughs> and but that no, in the moment is totally different because Mikael's no, mission is absolutely no, happened. Y'all are but go not, ahead. Y'all are not gonna listen. Y'all are not gonna play me like y'all don't have. Y'all do the same. Y'all keep a stable dude. <laughs> And y'all no. call them different. Y'all call when I say stable, and I'm not saying like ten or fifteen. I'm saying you all know. As, as soon as you get that inkling, and I will give you this. I think both men and women check out uh, emotionally and you know mentally at some point, and still like try to do those things to to keep it going. But right. once y'all get to that process where you start, where the the, the starry eyed look is gone. And you start saying, okay, let me, I don't think this going to work. Y'all immediately start looking to reorganize y'all team. Like, okay, wait a minute. If if I get rid of him, let me see what else. Is, and then y'all start asking, saying stuff like, let me see what else, if there's anything better out there. Because if ain't nothing out there better, I might as well stay and, and try to work this thing out. But if there's <laughs> something out there that y'all think is better, y'all going to look at us and be like, uh. All right, I'm going over here. Y'all do y'all do that. And you can't tell me you do I've seen it many of times. I don't know. I don't know. Because in the process and you and you got some men on my live that's that's telling you to tell tell us and uh yeah, Mr. Mike Albright said tell them W B so you got some people up here. You got the bed on your side. I understand what you're saying, when and I know, and I hear men say that all the time that women will have men lined up. But what we're saying is, even if we do have men that may approach us and may, you know, let it be known that they are attracted or whatever, we're not entertaining them while we're focused on you because we have tunnel vision when it comes to relationships, especially if we think it's going to go somewhere. And y'all know I I, agree. I I agree. I agree. Y'all do. I I agree that you all do have tunnel vision when you think it's going to go somewhere. What I'm saying (laughs) is is that when it gets to the point where there is, where doubt creeps in that this is going to go somewhere, y'all start looking for the next available best option. And I'm saying that's what y'all do. And and I'm not. And I'm. I'll, I'll even go so far as say we do the same thing. That's the same thing we do. Like if we feel like all of a sudden, do not. Oh, we, yes, know. we do. Yes, we, we do. Do. A man, 
Uh-uh. Because y'all will, this is what I'm saying, y'all will still be in a whole relationship and be dating. You'll be living with a yep. woman and be dating. And then you once you have that set up, then y'all in relationship. That's what we think. We'll at least wait until we know it's over before we start planning ahead. That's what that's what we're saying. Yeah. Yeah. That's how you get the uh, situation there. You wind up on with the last few days in the videos where the homegirl is rolling up on homie and 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 Walmart with the 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 EBT card and homegirl with the basket full of groceries and then homegirl yeah, having to come get a key with little daddy <laughs> at, the, at the restaurant like Okay, like this, those where you got the whole team in action, overlapping times and playing positions for one another, <laughs> and don't even know what's going on. Like, it, it happens. Let's just be
of you as far as healing. Or like I was joking earlier, but it's only because it's been seen so many times, like when you all withdraw completely like from the world and you're going into the game and you don't shower and you don't eat, everything's delivery, and like you just cool for, you know, you drop off the face of the planet for a while. Like that's the healing that men are afforded. Y'all can't just call up your homie and be like, bruh. She heard me. Like, your boy's going to be like, oh, get your off my phone with all that. Like, rarely will yeah. your boy just, just get that out. And I think that that is a lot of the reason why men don't heal as fast. Unless you come across a crew that allows that or you got a really cool homegirl that lets you work that out that's completely platonic. There's no bounce back where she can take advantage of you in your rebound situation and all that because that happens. You know, but if you've got somebody, then that gets space. But... I, I think that has a lot to do with the heal. Yeah, I agree. But I don't know. I, I don't think they. I, I don't think men need a whole bunch of time to heal unless it's some, unless something really hurts them. Yeah, that's true too. So I, I agree. I think yeah. it's on what happened in a relationship. Like if a woman cheats on a man, yeah, he probably ain't gonna ever heal from that. Like you might as well, <laughs> you know, it's all true, 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 his dog, true. you know. So yeah. I, I think but that I, I it think don't take a long time for men when yeah, yeah when but, they when they get real hurt because I think they it seems like they move on quicker because some some stuff is don't affect men like us if it's a mutual breakup you know we'll still mourn a little bit you know yeah. even if we know we both went our separate ways women are still mourn like you said we'll still have our little girls night we'll still cry it out or whatever and you know that might not affect a man like that he doesn't. He may not think he needs to grieve over that. Do you agree with? I think that. Well, so I would say that. I mean, I think it's it's the same. If if we, I don't think that we. Yeah, I, I would think that. Yeah, if something hurts us, or if a relationship, if we get hurt in a relationship, I think it, truthfully, I actually think that if a man gets hurt in a relationship, he, um he feels and hurts deeper than probably a woman does. I think that, and I think that because we don't have the mechanisms or the space to, um, to, we don't, or we don't really even know how to deal with the fact that we're in pain, that what we wind up doing is we wind up trying to bounce from thing to thing to figure out what's going to make it not hurt anymore. And so once the, and once that thing doesn't work anymore, then we move to something else. So yeah, we'll move to a new relationship, yeah. and then once we realize that that doesn't work, we'll move to like working out all the time. And then once that stops working, we'll move to work all the time, and that don't work, we'll pick up a new hobby, like and we'll just you know mm-hmm. keep going from thing to thing until like we get to the point where it's like okay, I don't have a choice. It's me that hurt, and you got you know forty year old dudes. I said the other day, you got forty year old dudes still pissed off at the girls that hurt him in the fourth grade. So it's, yep. we, I think yeah. we just hurt deeper. And, and then by, and because we don't have the, um, some always necessarily have the mechanisms in place to kind of deal with it. When we do that, we just pile crap on top of it. That puts us in a position where we're like, Oh, now I got to undo all of this crap to get to the fact that I'm pissed off at old girl from the fourth grade. Like, and, so I think we hurt deeper. But I do think, Kelly, to your point, that because we don't necessarily fall as fast, that it probably there are probably some relationships that don't. But you all fall faster than us, typically, not all the time. 
But there's, I just mm-hmm. kind of say there's more of a tendency for women to fall faster because y'all go into most relationships and it's like, yeah, y'all get married after, after three weeks. I can, y'all writing the name down. Y'all write his last, I thought y'all writing his last name after yours. Kelly Johnson Smith. Uh-huh, that'll work. Yep, I, I mean, can see that. I think mm-hmm. that's a doodle ain't never hurt nobody. You know, a little I'm doodle ain't never hurt anybody. But. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I can see that. Yeah, I can see that. Yeah, and that's and Tina. Tina just said something on on my live. She said that um, that the down is sad to see, and that's that's actually correct. When a man breaks down and has to deal with that, it is a really, 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 really deep hole that we typically have to climb out of. Really deep hole. So. Oh yeah, I know. I know. Uh, yeah, I know a couple of guys. Uh, they're older gentlemen that you know still pining over that that one love. And it's been twenty, thirty years. So yeah, I definitely believe that. Mm-hmm. And I think when they feel like it's the one that got away, I think when y'all lose the one that y'all think is the one that got away, I don't think y'all ever really um, recover from that unless you find someone to. Re- to replace that. I think you probably always compare, um, you know, future relationships based on that past one of the one you think you got away. And that, and that may be true for both sexes, but I do think it is a little deeper. And then because if you did fall, like that was already a feat. And then to get, you know, heartbroken. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Cicely, <clears throat> Cicely says that she doesn't know if there's a deeper hurt when it comes to men or women, but she does believe that we hurt differently, which I agree with because there's levels to it. You know, especially depending on the relationship too. That's what you all were just speaking about as far as how, how deep it went. Like if we cared about each other and we making future plans and stuff like that, for men, it takes y'all a little longer to get there. So if that's where you were with a woman, then, it might take you a little, I would think it would take you a little bit longer. And I think that also depends on how bad it was before it ended. Because I've seen some um, of my friends who have been like super duper in love and she was the world and as, you know, X, Y, Z thing happened, that was crushed. And while he was hurt, he didn't harp on that because this is what happened. Like, why am I going to sit here and be hurt when this thing happened? So it definitely depends on, the circumstances, but yeah, different is a good. That's a different. That's a good um, add-on, right? She says she can say that. Cause she says that she can say that because we come with the same ingredients when it comes to hurt. Every person is distinct, and it depends on the capacity of the person. Yes, yeah, that's true. What we've been through yeah. prior. To- mm-hmm. Yeah, I agree. It's definitely different, but in the same respect, we know that women um, are always considered more emotional. So ah. you don't think that. Because you're wired to be, most of us are wired to be more emotional that, you know, that would play a part into, we may feel things quicker, but since men aren't emotional, when something like that touches them, then yeah, definitely it's going to seem, you know, worse to them. It's going to be a bigger impact on them. That's right. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. And and when I say the other part of this, and I don't, and Kelsey, I don't think that it's necessarily that we are wired differently, so to speak. I think, and well, let me not say that. that we are wired a little differently. But I think the other, what, what really doesn't help us is the fact that typically 
we are not, as men, we're not encouraged to develop the, the language to understand. So let me give you an example. So I think if you ask most men, like, how they feel or something like that, like, you'll find that men typically only have language to say, I'm mad, happy, and I'm fine. You know, I'm mad. I'm how you feel. I'm mad. How do you feel? I'm happy. I'm fine. How do you feel? I'm I'm fine. I'm cool. Like that's pretty much the range of our emotions. And it's not that that's the only thing we feel. It's just that's the only thing that we know how we know how to verbalize it. So, you know, you start talking about like, oh, I'm I'm whatever melancholy and whatever. We don't know any of that. So, to not be able to identify how you feel, then makes it difficult to to even address it. Like. I'm I'm hurt, but I'm kind of mad, but I'm a little salty, but I'm embarrassed. Like, we don't know, like, necessarily how to say all of that. And so when we don't know how to say it or pull it back up to deal with it, then it just leaves us with, I'm pissed. Like, but it's more than that. It's more, okay, well, now that I'm not, a, I'm not pissed anymore, what else is there? Well, dude, you, you know, you're heartbroken because you're embarrassed. You feel embarrassed because you love, you know, whatever. So, um, yeah, and then. And, and, yeah, to Tina's point, we don't necessarily, like, for us, it's a greater vulnerability. Not that it's not a vulnerability to women or anything like that, but I think because it's more difficult for us to access that part of us, it's a greater vulnerability to put our little heart back together after our trust is, after the trust has been broken, which is, I was going to say something else, that'd be another show. So, yes, I think, mm. I think it's, it's definitely a, um, yeah. But we do. We need. We need. We need those spaces. And I think for men, one, that's one of the things we could probably do a better job. Well, no, it is a better job of is allowing our, you know, our friends, our male friends, the opportunity to hurt and to say, you know, that really, really hurt me, and I have not ever recovered from that. Like, okay, cool, cool, that's fine. So, so do you? So do y'all think that? Um, who do y'all think get into relationships that aren't healed uh, more, women or men? Or do you men. think it's equal? Men. Mm-hmm. Yeah, probably men. Men, I think we get into relationships faster. I, I think y'all probably, well, that might be another show, but I'm going to say this. I think y'all <laughs> I'll say this. We get in relationships faster, I think. That no, no, I'm not gonna say that because we both do that. We both are very, are very terrible um, at holding the other person responsible for the hurt that the last person did. We're both pretty bad at that. We're, we're, we're actually terrible at it. So our projection is on point. Our projection game is good when in recovery mode. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it, is. it is. All right, we got to move on. Let's go. We got to move on to the next one. Y'all don't come. We got we got more hot topic after this. So go ahead. I'm sorry. I'm taking your shine. Go ahead, Q. Sorry. No, okay. you're good. <laughs> this segment was brought to you by Elegance by Design, where healthy hair and skin is our priority, but a beautiful you is our specialty. You can check me out at elegancebydesign.com. Hit me up with any questions you may have and use code THANKYOUSUGAR, that's T-Y-S-U-G-A, to save 15% off of your first order. Um, our 
second song of tonight is Love Unconditional by See the Truth featuring Tone Jones. <laughs> and don't y'all go anywhere because Hot Topic is up next. Let's go. Yay. Uh-huh. Yay. Yay. What we got right now for Yay. you is a Tone Jones. See the truth collaboration. It's okay to not change. Remember feeling empty, thinking what it was. I needed to treat it the meaning to give me purpose. Without that unconditional love, I just felt worthless. On the surface, looking good, but deeply I'm in a battle. Made a choice to follow the streets and slaughter my peeps just like the cattle. Now I'm stressing, here's the lesson. It's a hard pill to swallow. When you realize that ain't no love up in a bottle. Ain't trying to sound like I'm preaching, but to the ones I'm reaching. Love was meant for us all. If not, then why we seek it? Feeling defeated and broken when it's gone. Glad you painted your heart and you feel it so alone. I've been there, that's why I'm speaking from experience Somebody loves you even deeper than you think it is I'm serious, the message if you're curious Praying that you're hearing this The type of love I'm talking about is no, not in the ceremony no. I made my mistakes and no. But all I want is love and I made mistakes. Thank my mama who prayed, got keep my baby safe. That's unconditional love, cause no, I didn't deserve it. I was breaking the heart and doing dirt on purpose. Until the night she cried, it changed how I felt inside. On 21st of Minnesota, from a G to a soldier, homies looking at me different. Saying I didn't change, but this ain't how I remember it. The rule of the game is stay alive and be there for your fam. You gotta go while I for yours, I hope you understand. You ain't gonna get it on your own, you need to make a plan. But it just won't work at all, leaving out that man. You know what I'm saying. Cause when I speak on, I know somebody weak on. If they can't help you be strong, you gotta tell them be gone. Get gone, get gone. They mean to say it twice. Wanna say up in my life, you gotta love me like Christ. That's unconditional. That's unconditional. Hope you really understand what that means.
All right, all right. <clears throat> all right. <laughs> yeah, I'm going to get through a little bit. <laughs> hey, <laughs> <let's go>. Damn. <laughs> yes, love unconditional. So it is now time for the hot topic uh, for tonight. Uh, we are going to be talking about the um, Oklahoma teachers are planning to go on strike on April 2nd. Uh, this segment of the show is brought to you by Curvy Kitten, where self-reflection is perfection. We are servicing women who want to show off their curves in all sizes. So let's get to it. Um, we had some very interesting comments um, on this post, and, this, and people are still debating it. Uh, yeah. And I basically just ask, you know, what are your thoughts on the strike? So I'm going to go to the co-host first. Uh, and then we'll get to the live comments and the comments in the post. So uh, I'll start with you, Q. Um, what are your thoughts on the strike? I'm here for it. Totally, completely here for it. Um, I think that this is long overdue, um, and I am very supportive of this. We have lost good teachers. We know good teachers that have moved just in the past year. Um our, do greatly because of this, like good teachers, like that care and give all of the dams, you know what I'm saying? And they're moving because they still have to feed their families and be able to take care of themselves while still providing what we need for our children. So this is, this is long overdue. It will be rough. It's going to be inconveniencing for some, but we got, like I said on the post earlier, we've got three weeks to prepare for this. If we can get together to go out, we can get together to go see Black Panther. We can get together and do some cold babysitting. You know, Monday, sis, I got you. Drop the babies off. You know, you got a sister crew, them same girls y'all going out with. Everybody got to get kids watched. Everybody drop kids off. Somebody use the PTO day on Monday. Next person go to work, too. You know, rotate. Get creative. Something. But these teachers mean this is bigger than so much bigger. It's We need it. I mean, I'm supportive. So I'm gonna go to I know I know when been he been holding uh his comments <laughs> at night, but I'm gonna go through a couple of uh live comments I before I get his Well he got questions. Um uh Tay says, you know, she hated she hated hates it for the kids but she supports them. Um because she knows there's item in their room that they have to pay out of their own pocket. Um it shows that she, her cousin is a teacher and she has several friends that are, she's with them. Um we have, let's see, a comment. Um, a few people on the actual post says, you know, I was staying with them. Um, it's necessary. Uh, they deserve every penny that's coming their way. They should have taken care of the little people a long time ago, and we wouldn't be in this position right now. Um, another comment is, at this rate, I don't see any other way they will get something done. So on that note, what's your thoughts, Wynn? Okay, so I got so first of all let me say that um just basic basic um basic things that I saw. Um I'm sorry, how long that um Oklahoma City Oklahoma teachers are the lowest some of the lowest paid teachers in the country, if not the lowest uh, paid teachers in the country. So that's a problem. Um my so my so I think that's an issue that definitely needs to be addressed. The teachers definitely need to make more money. Teachers in every every single part of the 
world needs to be paid more, not just in Oklahoma City. So um, mm-hmm. they don't get paid enough for what they do, et cetera, et cetera. That's not even that's not a, a problem. My question is this: um, from a federal standpoint, and from a uh, and and please also, if you guys have questions or response to this comment, call us because again, I don't know the answer to the question. The number is nine two nine four seven seven. Two three zero four nine two nine four seven seven two three zero four, and press the number one if you got a comment or a question. So my question is, um, from my understanding, a part of how teacher salary or teacher uh, salary is paid is based is funded is based upon state allocations and federal and federal dollars, I think. And so, so my question is, where will the increase in this pay increase come from, and are um, are residents of because because my thinking is are, are is this going to be taxed on an income basis or are we just asking the government, the state government, federal government to allocate more money to them? Because if not, if it is a state thing, then wouldn't that mean that individuals are going to have to get a excuse me pay higher taxes? Because there's no more additional revenue coming in, so if there's no additional revenue, then what are we going to cut? And again, I'm not saying that things can't get cut or shouldn't get cut. I'm just trying to ascertain if we've kind of thought through this enough to not only say we need more money, but to say where the money should come from and how we're going to fund this. Because I don't even think even if this, I don't know what the, I don't even know what the teachers are asking for, from my understanding, but I don't think that we the state of Oklahoma has enough money to pay the increases that are being asked. I don't know. That's why I'm asking the question. So, um, so somebody could educate me, help me on that one. I would appreciate it. Um, I just don't, again, I can just see property taxes going up. I can see and property taxes really don't go to that, but you know, whatever taxes goes to that going up. And then now we have a dish, another problem, like how are we going to pay for this? First question. Second question is, um, I don't understand why anybody would say that teachers don't need to make more money. Uh, one person told me that they thought the teachers didn't need to make more money because they were off for the summer, which just makes me scratch my head and my butt itch. But um, <laughs> okay, but okay, yeah. So I don't, I don't know. I don't. I, I'm that logic loses me too. So I know. I was trying to I was trying to look up in the bill. Well, I was trying to find the actual proposed bill to see where they proposed that the money would come from. It it will come from taxes. Um, but I was trying to see if it was going to be an increase, an increase, or a reallocation. Because what I don't understand yeah. is why we had the lottery added. The casino came, which has, still hasn't mm-hmm. been here that long. Where is that money? Because that's income that has that wasn't there. So if that money was supposed yeah. to go to education, why are we still, you know, so far um, out of budget to where uh, we need this much money to get teachers raises? Because they're proposing, uh, I think it's eight hundred. Uh, millions? Mm-hmm. Oh, 
I, I just lost the number. I think it was eight hundred million is what's needed. Okay. And, and so, they had different so proposals. It, it just hasn't passed. So I don't that's why I'm trying to figure out I don't know if this is a reallocation or if it is would be an actual increase in um taxes. Okay. So Dre just said as of now, um, one of the strategies and thoughts centered around is a cigarette tax, a one cent sales tax. And then he said I've also heard an oil tax um at seven that uh goes up to seven percent, which currently is at three point two percent. Okay. But then if the ta- if we if we increase oil, then that still comes back to the consumer because the oil company just raises their prices, right? Say right. that again. If so if 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 this is paid from an oil tax, then the offset for the oil company is to raise their prices. Mm-hmm. Or to find some type of expense that they can lower, and again, I'm not against it. I'm just, I'm just trying to understand to figure out how how this happens, and it doesn't cause an issue someplace else. So, okay, hold I on think it's time. already caused the issues. I think we've got to, in a way, decide because you're right it does have to come from somewhere but on the other side of that we've already like that's how we got a lot of the other like the casinos that are constantly being upgraded and revamped and you know every third commercial is there's a casino commercial there's money going down there where is that money going i don't think there's really a matter of hunting the money down i think that's that's another reason why the teachers are so adamant about now being the time because it's not mm-hmm. it's not like how to go big nobody and really, really, really hit pockets of the people to make this happen. The money was created or was put somewhere for this long, long time ago. So go get the money. Like, it's time. You know, and that that's why I think they're like, we don't care. In a way, they kind of have to be like, you know what? We've been last how many times now? Now something else has to suffer because it's our time. And I and I think it's I think I they're owed that. I really think they're owed that. Well, don't, don't get me wrong. I think it's other. I think it's utter, utter crap to what yeah. we say. And I said, I said it. La- I said it last week. I think is, I think it's extra disrespectful that we live in a in a country that's perfectly okay with having a teacher go to school and incur forty to fifty, sixty thousand dollars in debt in order to come out of school making thirty thousand dollars a year. To me, that says there's absolutely something wrong. Nope. With with our system, like that's just you're literally asking people to teach our children who can who can for all intents and purposes are well below the median average of salary in this country. Like literally, you're talking yeah. about the median salary in this country is fifty three thousand dollars a year, and you're asking these people to pour into our children for thirty eight thousand mm-hmm. dollars a year. That's, yeah. that's insane. You might as well just go ahead. I mean, seriously, I would, I would, I would probably be on somebody's pole playing panda. Like it just doesn't make any sense. I probably, I would, I would seriously, I would, I would never want my child. Y'all know that's my, that's my out. By the way, I'm sorry. Y'all do know that's my out. If I ever get tight money, I'm gonna be on the pole with the panda music. But anyway, um, I digress. I just think it's, it's a problem. It's a systemic problem, and. How are again? It, to me, it goes back to how are we allocating this money 
to where we have to continue to not do this. I mean, there should be, just like even in any other type of system, there are basic things that say every year, if you are in this company, you're going to get X amount of rating. Now, if you have a bad year, then that's one thing. But, and, I, and again, I know the education system is different because it's not a, you know, there's, you're not selling anything, but there needs to be something in place that says we've got to put, we have to budget for our teachers to get X amount of rate. At least a cost of living increase should be something that's given. There's got to be something. Yeah, and I want to go back to the post yeah. and read this other some other comments. Um, there was a, let's see, let me go back to it. Trying to get to it. Trying to get to it. Um, some people that were on the other side of the strike, um, Rashad says, I agree teachers need more money, but it's not cool to strike. Number one, kids lose, and number two, parents will be fired because kids can't stay home alone. Um, and then there was, I think there may have been one or two people who I don't know necessarily agreed with that, but also had questions on that side of it, like what is going to happen to other people that are being um, affected by the strike? So, like, you know, support staff won't get paid if they close the schools down. Um, and then, it, uh, again, I think Q touched on it um, about the parents and, you know, maybe having problems with their own employment. Because uh, either they have to stay at home or they have to do something with their kids or they may be running late or they may miss work. Um, so we did have some other some comments on the other side of things. Um, let's see. Oh, um, Mr. Andre Dowdy, he always comes through with information. He says. Did you finally replied? Uh, yes. I was no, Andre. Okay. <laughs> he says uh, lottery mm-hmm. equals statewide plus split between every educational system, school districts plus public colleges. Uh, the legislators used to match the lottery revenue coming in which provided some good some good years, then someone had the great idea to stop matching it, then offset it, and finally they quit allowing only lottery money to be used. So imagine a school district getting 50000 lottery and state matching it. That's a hundred k Then times got rough. 2011-12 um, Oh, the lottery. So the lottery would uh, pay forty-two thousand, and then the state only gave eight thousand, which equals fifty thousand what the original lottery brought in initially. So mm. that's what's happening with the lottery money. Thanks for that, um, Andre. He posted that on the post. Um, I like what I did like. There was teachers who there were some teachers on the post, or other people that were in education that you know had the argument of they didn't want to leave Oklahoma, but they didn't have a choice. Uh-huh. You know, uh, Kira uh, Brunson, uh, she's one of my followers, and she's on the post, and she says, number one, it's not a full-blown strike. It's a walkout. This means pe- this means that teachers' hope are to return quickly. It's scheduled for the, so that a snow day can make up for what is missed. They also announced a date so that parents had time to plan what to do that day so you don't feel blindsided. Um, number two, I know it may be an inconvenience for parents. However, what should be more of an inconvenience is that class sizes have almost doubled. Uh, that schools yep. do not have money to furnish up-to-date textbooks, provide up-to-date technology access, or even fix repairs. The school, the school needs to function like AC and heat. Teachers like myself are leaving the state at an alarming rate. So the educator that is educating your child may, in fact, be either a new teacher with a bachelor's in education, a new teacher with an emergency certification. 
a bachelor's degree is required but no formal training or a substitute. And she says she wants to come home. So, you know, that, to me, arguments like that, uh, I mean, there's no there's no other way that you can even, you know, not be for the strike. It's going to take extreme measures. Someone else even mentioned, I want to say it was Daryl J. even mentioned about, you know, the boycotting of buses. And, I mean, it took a strike for that. And the boycott, you know, people had to be inconvenienced. They had to walk. So, you know, it, we know it's going to be some trickle down. But, you know, that's just that's just something that's going to have to, we'll have to get through and you have time to prepare. And also, uh, another question that's on my live is, you know, why are superintendents making six figures? You know, they're making hundred, you know, over a hundred thousand dollars to be a superintendent of the school, and the teachers are median is forty two thousand. So that's another argument. That's why I think a lot of it has to. To me, I feel like a lot of it would have to do with reallocation. Like there has to be a way. It doesn't matter. It's they don't they don't have to make a way. Are you not going to have anybody to teach children? So they just can't. They can't make an honest living off of it. What do you guys think about? Right, hold on, we got a comment. We got a comment real okay. quick. Hold on, okay. from from Mister from Mister Dowdy. What's up? Go ahead, Dre. You are on the air live. What's up, family? How you all doing? Hey, hey. Hey, you doing well? I want to try to provide some clarity for you all, if you all don't mind, just a moment to kind of give your listeners some perspective. Mm-hmm. I've. Um, course, you know, I'm all about education. I'm all about helping our students no matter what the cost. And so I've been, you know, given some opportunities to talk to some of the uh, the movers and the shakers of the movement and be a part of the movement as, as well. Uh, one of the key things that we um, as Oklahomans sometimes fail to uh, to, first, to see uh, or perhaps we forget is um, Around the 2006, 2007 years when the deficit hit uh, with President Obama, uh, Oklahoma was one of the only states that did not take those hits. Nationally, we survived, we thrived, and we actually had more companies coming in. A lot of those companies uh, around that time, if you remember, they started building more on Chesapeake. Uh, They started building more all around the city, and more energy companies were coming in. Well, at that time, the oil and gas tax was at 7%. Now, around the state, regionally, like your Arkansas, your Louisiana, your Texas, uh, they also produce lots of natural uh, gas and oil. And so Arkansas around that time was up to about 10% to 12%. Uh, Louisiana was somewhere around the 13. Texas was around 8%. And then let's say northwest coast, uh, above California, where you have the state of Washington, Wyoming, uh, Idaho, those those areas up northwest, all of the oil and gas taxes are above 8%. Oklahoma, during 2010, 2012, for whatever reason, and I'm not going to get into the political sides of it, I'm just going to state the fact, went from 7% for the oil and gas tax to 3.2%. 
So the gas companies got to actually hold their money. And during those times of holding that money, the budget cuts were going to, you were going to feel those effects two or three years later. And so since about 2000, I want to say about 2012-ish, all the way to about now, we've been rocking 3.2% in oil. So each year when you hear about, oh, no, we didn't have enough for our budget, we got to cut another $800 million, or we got to cut another $500 million. well, this is where some of that money is coming from. Now, if Oklahoma were just to go to the neighbors to the right, Arkansas, and go from 32 to 12%, do you can you imagine how much extra revenue would go back into the state of Oklahoma? Or even if we went back to the seven percent, can you imagine how much revenue would go back to the state of Oklahoma? And this isn't just a teacher thing, this is a mental health thing. This isn't just a mental health thing. This is any public service thing where I'm talking about like our firefighters, our police servicemen, uh our 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 people in the VA hospitals. This isn't just a teacher thing. But when you cut 7% to 3.2%, our big companies got away with a lot. And they had record sales, and they still are having record sales. And I love our big companies because they are sponsoring our Oklahoma City Thunder. They're the ones that you see at every Thunder commercial, Sandridge and One Oak and, and Chesapeake and Devon. And I love our oil companies. I really do. I appreciate that they've given jobs to so many of us in Oklahoma. But in order for our state to move forward, we got to get off of this 3.2. That's just the first thing. If we went back to 7%, then that's where that $800 million deficit almost disappeared, or the $500 million almost disappeared. If we raised it higher than 7%, the highest one I can think of, I do believe, is Louisiana, and they're at 13.4. So imagine if Oklahoma went to 13.4. Can you imagine how much more money the state would have? Um, secondly, another way to recoup some of this money, uh, we talk about the lottery. And what what we as Oklahomans fail to, to, to understand at times, is education is the only occupation that I can think of that does not produce right now results. If you are in the world of IT, if you are in the world of business, you have quarterly results. You have quarterly profits. You can know quickly if you're gaining or you're losing or if you're making a profit or you're red or you're in the black. Education is going to take at least 12 years before you get that return of investment. Because if you have a kindergarten student and you give that kindergarten student everything you've got, that kindergartner won't give you that return on investment until he or she graduates high school and or career choice or college. So we as citizens oftentimes get antsy and we say, it's not working, we need to scrap it. It's not working, it's not working, it's not working. But that return of investment, it, it takes a lot longer to to mm-hmm. see the results of it, to, to see the assessment. So what do we use? We use tests. Oh, well, based on the test, we have some really smart fourth graders. So we've got some really intelligent 
mathematicians and whatnot. And those tests, once again, I'm, I'll just stick with facts. I won't get into the political of it. It, it takes a while to see those returns of investment. Um, in the meantime, here's another stat for you. For every one year of an ineffective teacher, ineffective meaning the teacher is learning how to teach, the teacher doesn't have classroom management, the teacher is trying to figure it out, the teacher went from a really great school where the teacher didn't have to do much teaching to a really rough school where the teacher is having to do plus 80 hours of work. For every one year of an ineffective teacher, it takes two years to catch that student up. So let me repeat that. For every one year of an ineffective teacher, it takes two years to keep to catch that student up. Wow. In Oklahoma, right now, we have at least 1,000 teachers. Um, we, we have, how can I say this diplomatically? We have, we have teachers who are not there yet. They're getting there. They're working on it, but they are not there yet. So for every one year of trying to figure it out, even with the support and you're trying as best as you can, it takes two years to raise a, to, to get that student back to to his or her grade level or higher. So what happens is oftentimes you have those teachers who have been teachers for years, they're getting extra pressure on them to produce those results, to pass those test scores, to catch up those babies who are being left behind. And then this is where the high class uh, comes in, where you go from 20 students in class to 37. Can you imagine 37 sixth graders in one class? So now you have those teachers being burned out. So then those teachers flee. Now where do they flee? Um, I just got back from Arkansas City, Kansas, and Arkansas City, Kansas, which is about 15 minutes of a drive north of Ponca City. So you have I-35. If you just drive about 15 miles north, you're in Kansas, mm-hmm. right at the border of Kansas and Oklahoma. They will pay $10,000 more than Oklahoma. So there's a lot of teachers who live in Ponca City, and they just drive to Kansas, and they teach. Let's go south. Right. If you go south, to Texas. Dallas, Texas starts their teachers at 50000 a year. Oklahoma? Starts their teachers at 34. That's yeah, a huge the huge difference, especially when when you throw on top of that the difference in income tax rates and all that other stuff too. So yeah, it's, it's, it's huge, saying that huge. a lot of people forget. Well, they they talk, perhaps just do not know when you see those averages of the average teacher in Oklahoma is making 44,000. What they've done was they they've actually added sick leave as a part of pay. I don't know too many businesses that that actually does that. They actually well, we, add oh, in. Go ahead. Go ahead. No, I'm just oh. Now for compensation. They just word it because for compensation purposes, everybody does it. But for when you're looking at, if you're trying to compare apples to apples, then you have to look at just straight base salary. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. And then they, they, they also add in we have a higher insurance rate, which is another like ludicrous thing. Anyway, um, but they add all that in to make sure that it looks comparable to some of the other districts. 
I'll give you a perfect example, and I'll get off this line because I know that you probably have more callers and more conversation. Um, there was this one teacher who had her master's degree, and she became a teacher in a district. And her starting pay with the master's degree was $34,000. Wow. about that? Master's degree, 34000 Of the $34,000 at this particular district, they don't pay you biweekly. They pay you by month. So one yep. check, one check, one month. The thirty-four, but of the thirty, uh, of the thirty-four thousand, they got to take off some taxes. So the teacher was actually coming in at about twenty-nine hundred dollars for that month. That's crazy. Yep. yep. And so what I want to leave you out with. If you are on Facebook, and I know a lot of your your your, your listeners are, there's a, a Facebook group called Oklahoma Teacher Walkout. The time is now. And this is a lot of where the conversation and the updates are happening. It is called Oklahoma Teacher Walkout. The time is now. Inside of that, you have teachers sharing their testimonies. You have superintendents uh, offering their support and administrators offering their support. One of the posts inside of there said, I am a teacher. Here are all of the side gigs I must take in order to survive in Oklahoma. And that opened the door because all of these teachers from all over the state of Oklahoma are sharing what they're doing part-time just to supplement an income to live in Oklahoma. One person said that they are an Uber driver and a Uber driver in the morning before they go to school then after school, they go to Marshalls, and they work from Marshalls from 4 o'clock to 9 o'clock. Then from 9 o'clock to 10 o'clock, they go back on Uber and Lyft before they go home at 10.30. Do we really want our teachers, the ones who are paying for our students, the ones who are teaching our students, do we really want them doing three and four side gig jobs just to make it? I've heard that. Mm-hmm. And then lastly, the last step I'd like to share with you all, I saw another infographic, and it said, what is the minimum wage that one must make to survive in Oklahoma? And the minimum wage in Oklahoma was 14.25. So you need to make $14.25 per hour to, to not be the working poor in Oklahoma. Now, Oklahoma, as teachers, many people believe a mythbuster. Many people believe in Oklahoma that you work uh, 10 months and you have two months off. Well, a lot of the salaries are, are scheduled just that way. You're only working 10 months. So those two summers off, you don't actually make that money. Right. So once you decide how many months, vacation time, sick leave, all of that to 10 months, it equals out to $13.27 per hour. So your teachers are actually the working poor. And this is why your teachers and your educators on April 2nd will be walking out. Thank you, Drake. I hope I gave you guys some clarity. I'll stay online um, and answer any other follow-up questions as well. You guys are doing y'all the Lord's need, work. Y'all need to make sure y'all go here. He he's not going to say it. I'm going to say it. Y'all need to make sure y'all go to IJ Dad's page and follow us. If you need a keynote speaker or if you need somebody to come into your school, he's not going to do this, so I'm going to do it for him. 
y'all follow, y'all call Dre and pay the man his money. He's the real deal. Uh, Dowdy Inc., is it Dowdy Inc.? Is that how they find you? Uh, if, if they just go find Andre Dowdy online or andredowdy.org, um, and right. I'll tag information as well. We can go from there. All right, we got one more comment. You all are doing a great yeah, job. Come on for a little bit. All right, appreciate it, Dre. Thank you. All right, so we have, we have one more comment. Yeah. Yep, we do. Um, Levon on my line says that she is with the walkout, but she says, I'm with the walkout, but I feel everyone who is making minimum wage should be right with them. It's not just the teacher's pay problem, it's a state problem. We as a state haven't seen a minimum wage raise since Governor Henry was in office. The entire state is bleeding, and in some aspects, it's our own fault because of who we as citizens voted for eight years ago and who we keep putting back into our legislative body. My only hope is to everyone walk out or strike. Um, my only hope is to everyone who walks out, strike, walk out, strike, or no call, no show April 2nd until our legislators make some changes for the state of Oklahoma. They act like raising the minimum wage to what it should be won't pay for itself in the long run, um, which I tend to, to think that I tend to agree. We The minimum wage absolutely needs to be increased as well, um, for sure. Just no doubt about that. Yep. Kelly, you have one? Is that it? Oh, I thought it was too much. No, that's it. That's it. Yeah, that's, that's green. Um, yeah, so we, we went over a little bit, so we're going to go ahead and get into, um, are we still going to do our music? Uh, uh, yeah, go ahead. Okay. So we, our next song is uh, How Do You Feel by Oklahoma's very own Novi. They pronounce Novi Tide. Novi yeah. Tide. Uh, mm-hmm. So this is How Do You Feel. I'll be wishing we was on the same page But you were showing me the real you So I let you run the show pay Now that I'm gone, you care And I don't care that I'm gone I don't care if I'm wrong The sun still gonna shine strong Every time I try to grow your mind Girl, put you on game You ain't listen to a word Pay attention to a thing I had to say Got you crying, got you 
bad habits. Oh, you cling on to them for your dear life and can't let go. But let somebody tell you what you can do to improve yourself, and you're going to drag your feet and move slow as molasses on a hot summer day. Well, I take that back because hot molasses on a summer day might be kind of running. On a cold day, it might be froze up. We'll come out the child. Let's stay on a cold day. Let's stay on a cold day. Let's stay on a cold day. So there's a price to pay. Now, I'm not knocking nobody for having goals. I don't. I think you should dream as big as you can. Dream as big as you can. But I'm going to tell you one thing. Sugar. Some of y'all are dreaming and you got successes and you don't want to do nothing to get there. You don't want to do nothing to get there. Yeah. How are you going to start a business and you ain't trying to work on your professionalism? Mm-hmm. How are you going to want a successful marriage and you're bitter? How are you going to want to be wealthy and every time some money get in your hand, you throwing it up in the air, making it rain on mess? <laughs> No show, let's cry. some folks cry. I ain't got not one laughing face. I got teary faces, I think, on my news feed. Because somebody yeah. said nothing. Lean is talking to me today. We all been guilty of it. What price are you willing to pay? Because I'm telling you right now, if you don't pay the price for success, whatever your level of success is, you're going to pay mm-hmm. to fail. Let me tell you what the price is for failure. Regret. Mm. You're going to regret that you didn't do your best. Self-doubt. You're going to doubt yourself and stop believing in yourself and wondering why you can't accomplish these things. Discouragement. Anger. These are the things that come with failure. Insecurity. These are negative things that come with failure. Now, I'm not hating on nobody. Let's just keep it real. Now, I think that was, well, that's a five heartbeats of, was it Eddie King? Well, Yeah. Eddie King. Now, I don't know if it was him or Daddy, but I remember he said, you ain't going to be, because I ain't. Y'all remember that? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yep. Now, some of y'all, Want everybody else to fail because you're failing. Mm. Get over yourself and quit that. Quit looking mm. at the next person and wondering how they are succeeding, and you can't figure out why you can't get ahead because you're not willing to pay the price. Sugar, you just ain't ready yet. You know how you know when you're ready? When you're ready to grow up and prioritize to reach that goal, honey. Mm-hmm. Honey, some of y'all gonna lose weight, and I see you at McDonald's every doggone day. Uh-oh. Huh? How that gonna work? <laughs> How you gonna lose weight and you gonna stop stuffing your mouth? You got a gym membership that you ain't using, sugar. How you gonna want to be a doctor, but you don't want to go to medical school? Well, baby, you don't want to be no doctor. Mm-hmm. See, that is the problem. It's a fine line between success and failure. Now, I don't like to call nobody no failure because I think that sometimes at some point in life, we all fall off. Let's just keep it real. Ain't none of us got free and crystal clean. Let me tell you something. Even Mother Maybelline. Now, I know I'm looking mighty good right now, but, child, there was a time I put on my tight red mini skirt. 
My stiletto heels and honey, my afro would be a three mile radius north, south, east, and west, honey. <laughs> you couldn't tell me nothing. Give me a drink of Jack Daniel and do the drains brown all night long, honey. It was a time and it was a time before I was on the motherboard. You know, we've all fallen short. But the question is, what do you do when you fall short? Honey, some of y'all mm. fall off in that moment and you stay laying down there with the pigs in the slop. Get up and clean yourself off. And if you don't know how to do it, I know you got a friend or somebody. You can you can YouTube anything. Y'all know that. You can YouTube how to build a house. You can YouTube how to uh how to date online. You can YouTube how to start a business. Why don't you YouTube reaching goals? I bet you some motivational videos out there if you listen to them. <laughs> I'm just telling you. <laughs> I get tickled when I think about it because we live in a time when everybody's so sensitive. You know, and I don't get me wrong now. I don't want to make fun of nothing about no uh, abuse or racism or anything because it is a really difficult time for our teachers and everything. And And, and I'm just telling you. But we get so sensitive that we don't want nobody to tell us nothing. A lot of y'all are missing your blessing because you won't shut your mouth and let somebody teach you something. You think you know everything and can't nobody talk to you and try to help you get on that level. So you are paying the cost to fail. Now, Mother Maybelline, I'm I'm about to wrap up here. I want to see everybody win, but here's what I want to commission everybody to do tonight. It's real simple. I want you to get a, a pencil or a pen and get you some writing paper. And I don't want you to think itty-bitty. I want you to think big. Because we limit ourselves in our minds sometimes. We have this small thing. Now, I bet when all of y'all was at that movie theater looking at Black Panther, honey, we all think we can get to Wakanda, don't we? <laughs> now, don't you, don't you think it's funny how much faith we have in a make-believe land and ain't got enough faith in ourselves to dream big? I think mm. that's interesting. When them lights was low and you had your box of popcorn, honey, you thought you could do anything. Leave the movie theater and think you can't do nothing. So I want everybody tonight, I want you to write down at least one thing tonight, and I want it to be so big and outrageous, something that even you think is crazy. And I want you to have crazy faith and write down the things you got to sacrifice to accomplish that goal. And when you get done, I want you to ask yourself, are you willing to pay that price to succeed? Because, see, some of y'all ain't willing to do nothing but flap your gums and run your mouth. And I got to tell you, quite frankly, I'm tired of hearing it. Close your mouth if you ain't trying to move. Don't complain if you ain't physically doing something to change your situation. That's mm. like saying you burning your hand on the stove and you holding that joker on the pilot. That's the craziest thing I've never heard in my life. You got <laughs> to do something. There's a price that you're going to pay. You don't want to be Mother Maybelline. I done did everything I wanted to do, honey. I done partied with Tina Turner, honey. I done hung out with Jesse Jackson. Honey, I done sang with the OGs. Now, don't worry about it now. Just trust me. I done did everything I wanted to do. Everything I wanted to do. But I have no regrets, good or bad. So that's all I have for y'all tonight. I just want us to really think about when we say we want to be successful, do we know the price that comes with it? 
And if you don't have what it takes to pay for it, start depositing into it. Get you some knowledge. Get you some motivation. Get away from the negative situations and people and remind yourself positive affirmation. Stop talking about how you're feeling bad because guess what, baby? You're going to feel bad. Start talking about how you feel good sometimes. I'm just saying. And quit calling my phone asking me to help you and you won't even invest in your team. I'm talking to all my great nieces and nephews. I ain't got no money for you. All right, I'm done, y'all. <laughs> Thank you, Mother. We appreciate you. Thank you, honey. I appreciate y'all for having me on the show. Thank y'all so much. That Eddie Kane is running through my head. I'm going to go watch the five heartbeats. Oh, <laughs> Thank you, everyone. Five. Hallelujah. <laughs> yes, Read the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit will fall. Yes. <laughs> Mother Maybelline, ladies and gentlemen, listen, y'all. Everybody. All right. So, y'all, Mother, May- Mother Maybelline, if you all have a uh, something coming up where you need some comedy, where you need uh, a skit, an MC, you need to call her that. Thank you, Mother. We appreciate your wisdom. All right, y'all, let's go ahead and shut this show down. We got six minutes, so we're going to start with uh, Kels, you up first. Yes, great show tonight. I enjoyed everybody. Thanks to again to Andre for coming in on Hot Topic. I really enjoyed the clarification. Um, I posted links to the the page for the Oklahoma Teachers um, Walkout page. Um, also, let's see the March thirty first. Kirby Kitten will be um, and Elegance by Design will be uh, participating with the Back to My Roots Encore Fashion Show. So you guys need to make sure you go on there and get your tickets for that because we know a lot of you missed out when the tickets sold out last time because there is an encore presentation at Ice Event Center, March 31st. Uh, April 14th is the Black Business Expo. Kirby Kitten will be there. It is a Shark Chain casting call as well. So if you have friends and family in surrounding states, casting call will, for Shark Tanks will be at um, the Black Business Expo. It is from... 10 a.m. Sign up is from 10 a.m. to 12 p.m. I believe. So uh, those are the oh, and also April 21st is the youth conference um, that is sponsored by Kirby Kitten and hosted by Cuddle Kittens, our youth clothing line. So be on the lookout for that. Tickets are on sale now. If you want to donate a ticket, the tickets are twenty dollars. Uh, you can register for that on TicketStorm.com, and I think it's passed. All right. You? Um, well, as usual, Kels and I are doing so much of the same thing. Um, right. <laughs> she, she covered most of what I would have um, also looped into that. I just really want to wish you all a really, um, a really positive week, a really empowered week. You have a lot of opportunity to make some change, do something. In your circle, make it happen. This is the week to do it. Um, we've got a lot of what we spoke on on our hot topic as far as this education um, walkout that's happening. Um, if you are in a state that is thinking of doing something like this, just do a little research and find out how you can help. If you can make yourself available to help a teacher, to help a parent, to help someone during this time, I think your assistance would be greatly, greatly appreciated. And call your legislator twice, three times. <laughs> That's all I got. 
All right, so first of all, before we move any further, y'all know I'm not about to let this show end without saying without saying something that we lost the, we lost our uh our man Craig Mack. Yeah. So we gotta say rest in peace. Little flavor in your ear. So if y'all don't know who Craig Mack is, you don't know what you miss. So I gotta say say that stuff. Especially my condolences to him, to his family. Excuse me. All right. Um, also, I gotta say we, tomorrow the word on Wednesday is back. So Pastor Burns will be on at seven o'clock. He will continue in his series on the Book of Acts. Um, then, if you have not gotten your uh, free copy of Nouveau Exposure, which is our uh, magazine, you need to do that now. Go to www.nouveauexposure.org. Um, and get that. And uh, next weekend, so March 24th, um, we are going to be masquerade balling it in Oklahoma City. So if you have not gotten your tickets for that, you need to do that ASAP by going to the Eventbrite page um, and getting your ticket. That's going to be next Saturday in Oklahoma City at Asia Blue. Dee Chappelle's going to be uh, spending, and we got we're going to have a whole lot of fun. Um, so I'm like I said, I'm gonna try to drop it one time so y'all I can't promise I'm gonna get back up. But I'm gonna try to do a little something. <laughs> Got a little bit on my knees already. Look at, and Kelly said Kel says that her uh, her outfit gonna be banging. So I, we gonna see. We gonna see. So we gonna, yeah. we gonna do a look. Q done ordered her a new dress. So it's about to be interesting. Gonna be interesting. So get your ticket. You get your tickets to the Masquerade Ball. We're going to have a really good time. we got food, fun, uh, a lot of good music. So definitely uh, hope to see you in the building next week. Um, also, um, I if you have not if you are not following us on Twitter and on uh, Instagram and on Facebook, um, you can do that. You can go to, again, find us at the Scoop Radio um, Show. You can find us at that, on again, on Facebook, on Twitter, and on Instagram. Um, that way you won't miss any of our events, you won't miss any of our shows, you won't miss anything. Um, and then last but definitely not least, please make sure you share the show um, by simply hitting the share button. Um, and then again, like we said at the beginning of the show, if you've got questions or comments, or if you like anything about the show and you post it, then we use the hashtag, the school. So we use that so we can definitely uh, interact with you and say thank you. Hope you guys had a good show. I enjoyed it. Again, thanks to Q and Kel. Thank you to Dre. Thank you to um, Mother Maybelline. Thank you to everybody who's on our lives. And, of course, i got to say what's up to the Scoop Nation. You all, as always, are the greatest. Um, and I hope you guys have a good rest of your week and good night.